Hey, this is Candace McClure. I am Dr. Clementine Chasseur on Netflix's new Hemlock Grove, and I will be the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time once again to delve into the world of movies, TV, and music right here on On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Candace McClure is going to be joining us. Now, you may remember Candace from her time on Battlestar Galactica. She was Lieutenant Anastasia Duala. And uh, she was on that show, and now she's going to be on a new show that's going to be starting up very shortly. It's called Hemlock Grove, and it is going to be on Netflix. And uh, you'll be able to download all 13 episodes, so you'll be able to check it all out. It's a great series, so get ready for that. And Candace is going to be coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen to Be On, so uh, stick around for that. And uh, some sad news, movie critic Roger Ebert has passed away, and uh, our thoughts go out to his family. And he, he, I always loved him when he was on with uh, Gene Siskel. It was just, just to hear those two guys talk about films, it was a great, great thing to do. So uh, we are going to miss him, and uh, our thoughts go out to his family. Well... What do you say? It is time to get into another exciting episode of On Screen and Beyond, and it's time to start out with Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, it looks like Christina Applegate has joined the cast of Vacation, the remake that we've talked about, and she'll be playing Rusty's wife, played by Ed Helms. And a remake of 1981's Endless Love, which originally starred Brooke Shields, is now in the mix of remakes that we'll be looking at. And 1940's Alfred Hitchcock film Rebecca, and uh, we mentioned that in the past, is on. And the remake is now going to have, as its director, Nikolai Arcel at the helm. That is it for upcoming remakes. Next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. It looks like we got some good ones coming our way. Producer Ben Affleck is working on a film looking at the events leading up to the Battle of Bunker Hill during the Revolutionary War, and it's going to be called Bunker Hill. Jason Sudeikis and Charlie Day of Horrible Bosses will star together in a film called One Night on the Hudson. It's about a rookie cop and a crook who are together and fleeing a bunch of corrupt police officers. And you can look for Hugh Jackman. He's going to be starring in six years as a man tries to reunite with the lost love of his life six years after she marries someone else. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels. Down at Sequel Cities, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sequel City. Well, in 2016, you can look for Army of Darkness 2 to arrive from writer Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi. And it looks like Night at the Museum 3 is looking at a December 25th, 2014 release date over at 20th Century Fox. And it looks like Green Lantern 2 is still being worked on. It's waiting for a green light, though. And uh, they are working on the script for the story. But Ryan Reynolds, it's reported, is not very interested in returning. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD? We've got it. TV on DVD, well, on June 11th, you can look for The Dick Van Dyke Show, Season 3, to come your way on Blu-ray. June 18th, Stephen King's miniseries Golden Years makes its way to DVD. That's a good one. And Rod Taylor and Dennis Cole star in Bearcats as it's released on DVD on May 14th. Be sure to check out our past interview with the late Dennis Cole on Episode 44 of On Screen and Beyond. And Dennis actually talks about Bearcats, so... uh, Give that one a listen. That is it. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD, right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Movies on DVD coming your way on August 27th. You can look for Disney's Super Buddies to arrive on DVD as the dogs once again save the world. Disney's Lilo and Stitch will land on Blu-ray on June 11th. And also on June 11th, you can get Dwayne Johnson in snitch that is it for movies on dvd coming up next on on screen and beyond we had a chance to sit down with candace mcclure she of course was uh, on battlestar galactica she was on the tv show uh, higher ground uh, on uh, da vinci's inquest uh, just all sorts of other shows but of course battlestar galactica was one of the big ones so uh, that's what everybody remembers her for but coming up she is going to be part of netflix new horror thriller And it's called Hemlock Grove, where you'll be able to download on Netflix all 13 episodes at once and get a chance to see them. And you can watch them however you want, you know, each week or all at once, whatever. But uh, Hemlock Grove is going to be coming your way. She's going to be talking about that and a whole lot more, her career and everything else, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress who some may remember as Marla on Da Vinci's Inquest or as Cat on Higher Ground, but most will remember her for her role on sci-fi's Battlestar Galactica as Lieutenant Anastasia Duala. This month, she will be on the cast of Netflix horror thriller Hemlock Grove. It's Candace McClure. Candace, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Candace, this new show that you're going to be on, Hemlock Grove, I love horror movies and things like that, and shows like this are very intriguing. So what can you tell us about this? Um, yes, well, you know, you say horror, and absolutely. You know, we have Eli Roth, um, who's directing our first episode, mm. very hands-on in the show, and definitely, you know, he is one of the masters of horror. Um, I, I think of it as a psychological thriller, um, sort of True Blood meets 
Twin Peaks with um, a little Caligula in there. It certainly <laughs> has its fair share of of gore and uh, and blood for those who want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm excited about. Um, not only the delivery, uh, the, the way they're doing it, uh, Netflix putting it up, all 13 episodes, right up front on Netflix for your monthly subscription. You can watch it however, whenever you like. Mm-hmm. But also just the content of the show. You know, being on Netflix, there there are no boundaries. We get to do and say whatever it is that we want. It's right. definitely an adult horror show. Now, this seems to be the way that more and more people... Uh, directors and producers are starting to go either on web series or Netflix or things like that. Brian Singer just recently did a, a, sh- a show on, um, I think it was YouTube that he did it on. Uh, but but a lot of these big, you know, producers and directors are, are really starting to go in this direction. And you know, I think it's appropriate, and I think it's right because that's where the people are. You know, we mm-hmm. want it to be accessible. We want it to uh, to get out there. We want people to watch our stuff and. We don't want any creative censorship. You know, we, we love the studios and we love the networks, and they've been going strong for so long, but sometimes it's difficult to function in that medium because there are so many things that you can't do or can't say. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many topics you can't talk about, or it takes a while for it to make it into the mainstream. But the Internet is right there. It is affordable. It is accessible. Um, you have such um, close proximity and feedback with your audience because they're all there. They're watching you in real time, and they're they're so vocal and so excited about what it is that you're doing. You get that immediate feedback, and you, you know you can tap into your audience right away, and just your creativity has no bounds. Yeah. The shows now that, that you see on those webs and, and things like that are just so, um, like you say, they do what they want. And it, sometimes it makes you turn your head and cover your eyes, <laughs> but, but, but you want to look, you know, you want to see Well, again. you know, the internet is an amazing thing, but what do we do on it? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, you know, yes, and it, no longer is it about, oh, because the show's on the internet, that it is somehow, you know, subpar or, or less than. You know, right. it, it doesn't have to cost millions and millions of dollars to... To produce something really valuable and exciting and you know audiences today are so intelligent you know particularly um you know certain genre audiences be it sci-fi or thriller or horror genre they they've really they've seen a lot of content they've seen a lot of what's out there and they're they're not dumb you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're and i mean you could say somewhat desensitized but it's it's always funny to me sometimes when you can watch something on the news and it's okay, but you can't put it in a TV show because right. it'll offend people. Mm-hmm. I, I've never I've never understood that. You know how why does infotainment have the uh, have the monopoly on on what they can say on TV? Why why can't the creative branch do the same thing? And you know not just to sensationalize um, horror or blood loss and all that kind of gore that you see, not to sensationalize that, but I actually think it's really important to show violence um, in its truth, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have it be as close to what the real uh, feeling and and um, emotion that it evokes, as close to the real thing as possible, because, you know, let's not glamorize it, let's make it, let's show it 
for what it is mm, so that yeah. people know what that experience is. And yes, they can live vicariously through that, you know, through the medium of film and television, but at the same time, you know, let's not pretty it up or make it look like something not so bad. Right. You know? Yeah. It is what it is. And we do get a thrill from watching it, and that's okay, too. Right. <laughs> now, now, you've had some great roles in the past, uh, but what about this role? What, uh, you're a doctor, you said? Well, she's a, she's a doctor of predator ethology, which um, is a fancy way of saying that she's a really great animal hunter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she's fascinated with apex predators, and although her field of expertise is in the animal world, uh, she's a tracker, she can you know, follow anyone, hunt anything, she's constantly looking for clues um, about behavior and psychology and movement, but I think for her it's about hu- a human as an animal, you know, mm-hmm. that you look at a human as an apex predator. And, you know, I think the show also deals with the idea that um, there are monsters around us, but we've all got a, we've all got a demon inside us. You know, right. it's, it's the monsters inside as well as the big scary ones mm-hmm. uh, that, we're, that we're after. Yeah. Now, you say your character is uh, a hunter and everything. Uh, how close is that to you? Are you... Are you into hunting and things like that? <laughs> yes. Her, well, her name is Shawthor, which is French for hunter, uh, but merciful, Clementine, merciful <laughs> hunter. Um, I can't say that I've done a lot of hunting, but I will say it's in my blood. Um, my great-grandfather in South Africa was a hunter. Um, oh. It's the way he supported his family. He owned a butchery, and he hunted all his own meat. Hmm. Um, I've done a bit of uh, gun and rifle training um, just as, you know, having skills, for on-set skills, right, stunt yeah. work and stuff like that. And I'm a really cracking shot, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think I would fall on, on the side of, you know, hunting for sport. I know people do that and they enjoy that and, mm-hmm. um, you know, power to them. But um, I would definitely hunt to eat. I, I'm, I'm, I share Clementine's love of uh, survivalism, of being self-sufficient, of being observant, and really in tune with nature. Because yeah. that's what she really has to be to get her job done. Yeah. So you say you're a crack shot. So in other words, don't mess with Candace, right? <laughs> don't mess with... I have my shot sheets from <laughs> from my training. They're all... The trainer was pretty impressed for a girl. I'm really? Say. Yeah. <laughs> now, with your acting and all that, uh, have you had a chance to do a lot of different things like that to learn how to shoot and, and, you know, do you, have you learned how to ride motorcycles or anything like that or, or any other different things? Absolutely. You know, that's the greatest uh, thing about my job is that I, I get to be all these different people and I get to learn all these different things. Um, let's see, kayaking, DJing, uh, climbing, shooting. I think there was a bow and arrow in there at one point. Um, Different kinds of martial arts, um, tumbling. Uh, I mean, I love stunt work. I love anything physical. So, whenever they let me jump off anything or roll into anything, have you ever got <laughs> or hurt? Crash through glass. I'm all over it. <laughs> have you ever got hurt doing any of those? Um, yes. Not, you know, 
not terribly so. I've never yeah. broken any bones, but there's a reason they pay stunt people more than actors because right. it's um, it's a very physically demanding job. Absolutely, it's a skill. Um, and you know, we we go in for things like flight simulation training. Obviously, you can't learn how to fly an airplane, you know, right. in five days before you get the role, but uh, before you go to camera. But I've certainly um, learned a lot. Oh, scuba! I got I got to do my scuba training. Gosh. Mm. Wow. All sorts of things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fighting Cylons and... <laughs> Listen, you need all these skills. Right. They're tricky, those Cylons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Hemlock a little bit more, but I wanted to go into your, your past. Of, of course, Battlestar Galactica, it was such a, a, a big show. When you started on, the, on that show, did you realize that it was going to be cult-type status? You know, um, I mean, yes and no. It, because we shot in Canada, and I, I was still very early on in my career at that point, um, and having only been in Canada um, all that time and shot in Canada, so we were kind of insulated from a lot of the media hype about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of contentious email forums, chat forums going on about whether it was going to be as good as the old one or better, right. or what, yeah. you know, what were they going to do, and all these kinds of things. And, and we were sort of separate from that, you know, because we weren't around it. Mm-hmm. Certainly, my eyes really opened wide, and I got my first realization of it. I was in back in Los Angeles uh, for a pilot season. I believe it was season going from one to two. And on Sunset Boulevard, you know, I the biggest poster I've ever seen in my life on the side of a building, and it was Battlestar Galactica, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a really, this is a big deal. But up until that point, we had always known from the beginning that it was something special, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of the group of us that came together. Yeah. We, we were really close very, very early on. We were all thrilled about the content of the writing of the show. We were all such fans of Ron Moore um, and his previous work. Um, thrilled, I mean, thrilled is not the word to describe getting to work with Mary McDonald mm-hmm. and Edward James Almas, but oh, yeah. there was an energy, a palpable energy on set of, of just everything being synchronous. You know, it, it was a great moment of synchronicity. Like, everything just... Everyone was their roles, played them so well. The relationships formed really early on, and we were just all so excited about what we got to do that you couldn't help but feel like it was going to be something amazing. Did you know that your part would develop into what it finally was developed into? No, not at all. Uh, Duella wasn't really meant to make it (laughs) past the miniseries. (laughs) Ah, okay. <laughs> you were like the red shirts on Star Trek, right? Those are the ones. <laughs> they were, they were right, yeah. Ones. Oh, you're going down. You're in the away team. Oh, we know which one's going to go. <laughs> Not Commander Riker. <laughs> right. Um, no, no uh, I actually left. You know, I shot the miniseries, and I went back to Los Angeles for pilot season to go and look for another job, and I was there for a week. And I, I got the call, turn around, you know, you have to come back. Um, and even in the first season, 
I felt like it developed episode by episode that mm, they would yeah. sort of watch you work, give you a little more, try you out doing this, try you out doing that. And I mean, I'm really um, grateful and proud, I should say, that they saw something in me and, and continued to write for me. Yeah, It was a lot of fun. I, I can remember how excited I was the first scene that wasn't in the CIC. Like, I actually got to walk around. <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> There's other parts. Oh, wait, I have to put pants on. Oh, damn it. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So have you been to uh, any conventions for Battlestar Galactica? Oh, yeah, I love the conventions. Um, I try and do as many as I can. I mean, it's always a lot more fun when there's other BSG alumni there. Mm-hmm. Aaron Douglas is a great one for conventions. But yeah. I do see a lot of the other kids. Um, but I have a lot of fun at conventions, and, yeah, I, I do quite a few of them. I was just recently in Paris um, for, well, it was a Paris manga. It was a the Japan Expo. But, um, you know, they had a little section with us in the corner there. Yeah. Um, from Bones and, and from BSG. But I love being able to meet with fans. I mean, it reminds me that, you know, we're not curing cancer. Right. Fortunately, I wish we were right, yeah. by making TV shows. Uh, but it is really important what we do. You know, storytelling is one of the sort of deeply ancestral things that makes us human. It speaks to our reason and our consciousness and our imagination and, you know, there are ways of changing people's minds or having them look at something in a different perspective or even allowing their minds to imagine something right. um, or go through a feeling that they may not have the opportunity to go through in their own lives. You know, they can sit in the dark. They can sit on their couches. And through mirror neurons, the amazingness of our brains, have an experience by watching me have an experience. And um, I do think it's uh, of the highest importance that storytelling continue and good storytelling always be available to anyone. Mm, yeah. yeah. Were you a, a fan of the uh, the originals, Battlestar Galactica? It was a little before my before time. Before your time, yeah, I, I, but I mean <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know I, in reruns or whatever. <laughs> On DVD. I, I grew up um, I grew up in South Africa. I lived there until I was a teenager. And um, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, we only got a television, I think, in 1976. Mm-hmm. Now, that was four years before I was born. But when I was growing up, there were four channels. Three of them were in different languages. And one of them only came on at 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of TV, and uh, South Africa didn't have a lot of international content. Uh, The very first sci-fi show um, that I watched would come on on Friday evenings, um, and my whole family would gather, and it just blew my mind. And it was 
Star Trek The Next Generation. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. 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 Hmm. Now, another show you were on, which I felt the show was cut too soon, was Persons Unknown. I know, right? I mean, every, everything I like gets cut, so I mean, I'm, I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just because it's good doesn't mean it's going to stick around, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did you enjoy being on that show? Oh, gosh, I had a whale of a time. I mean, it was one of the first roles that I, where I got to play kind of the bad girl, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd always been the sweet, you know, girlfriend, you know, right-hand person or always, or unless I was in a horror film and I was, you know, being run after by crazy right. kids. Right, screaming. But I got to play this, you know, kind of a, badass with a with a heart of gold and I remember when they I got the call that I'd been cast I was like really they know it's me right (laughs) (laughs) they've seen my picture right they know it's the same person they're not confusing me with someone (laughs) but um yeah we shot for six months in Mexico City which was an incredible experience all the time um I was there with Michael Reimer one of my BSG alumni he was our lead director on BSG, um, and got to work with all these incredible actors on something that I'd never really gotten to do before. That was really, you know, she was physical and she was aggressive and she was unapologetic, and it was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. The bad girls are always more fun to play. We um, we had such high hopes for that series. We thought, you know, the the pilot came through. Um, of course, uh, what is his name? The Usual Suspect. So oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Mm, oh, let me Google it. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the pilot came in, and we were like, this is amazing, you know, because this could go in any direction. This could go on forever, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were hoping. But uh, Christopher McQuarrie, of course wrote our pilot episode. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, you never you know. They know. wait too long, and you can't get the same actors back, or you can't get the same locations, and time goes by, and mm-hmm. that's the end of the series. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of your earlier shows you were on was Higher Ground yeah. with Joe Lando and mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen. Was that one of your very first roles? Um, I believe it was the second audition that I'd ever gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, the first being, well, I did an MOW called a class of his own, and I think the second one was for higher ground. Um, and, you know, I went from working in a chicken restaurant at Nando <laughs> <laughs> to working on this show, and I, I think back to... You know, all of us, we were so young then, Hayden and Jewel State, who, you know, was on Firefly and is now on L.A. Complex. Um, You look at uh, A.J. Cook, who, you know, she's on um, Criminal Minds. Mm -hmm. And and we've all, so many of us have gone on to continue to work. And it was this, I don't know, we were just all so young and, and full of, passion and excitement and potential and we got to play roles that were really ourselves um yeah they did a great job casting that you know everybody's essence 
irrespective of what you know what their backstory was or where their story was going, everybody carried the essence of the characters that they played. And I thought that show was incredibly important. I still have people writing to me um, and talking to me about that show, about mm-hmm. how it you know got them through difficult times in their lives. It spoke about subjects that they maybe couldn't speak about um, with people around them, and this was a way of being able to broach those subjects. Um, and I was really sorry it, it, it only lasted one season. They still play it. It blows my mind. Oh, reruns, yeah, still rerunning. Yeah, it's it's funny how TV shows, like you say, it's not curing cancer or anything like that, but how it affects people, and even some of the shows that aren't the ones that go for 10 years or anything like that, mm-hmm. people can relate to them even long after they've been over. Absolutely. And, you know, Higher Ground didn't shy away from difficult subject matter. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the death of siblings and substance abuse and suicide and depression and all these things that really I, I've never seen on TV mm-hmm. prior to that. I mean, I remember my so-called life with, with Claire Danes, and that yeah. was certainly my sort of teenage years mm-hmm. show, and I yeah. related um, to that. But it, it, I, I found Higher, Gra- uh, Higher Ground so brave in its choices of subject matter. And, you know, it, it helped that we had... Um, Matt Hastings, and it was his first project, uh, and he was so full of, you know, fire and passion about it, and so collaborative in the way that he ran the set that we felt, you know, we felt really comfortable and open to to explore what we felt about it, and to be able to answer people when they asked us because mm-hmm. it really meant a lot to the people who watched it, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, was acting your goal? As a child, was that what you wanted to do? You know, it's so funny, the difference between the head and the heart, <laughs> or what's really obvious, because, you know, as a child, I'm an only child, and um, that's what I would do. I would put on my grandparents' records, and I would create these shows. You know, they'd be dance numbers and skits and animal acts, and I would put on these shows for the neighborhood, or... Mm-hmm just for myself or just for my family. Um, But, you know, you go through school and your family has expectations of you and and you have other passions. And I really thought I was going to medical school. I I wanted to be um, an obstetrician, an obstetric surgeon like my grandfather. I loved the idea of bringing babies into the world and taking care of women. Um, And that's what I was going to do until I got very sidetracked. <laughs> but I would have to say, you know, a few years into acting, I, I really had to sit down and and think about it because I, I'd gotten to the point where either I stopped acting and used the money that I'd saved to go to medical school or if I continued on the path. And I'm, I'm really glad that I made the decision to continue um, in my work as an actor because it fulfills me so much. And I do believe it would what I was meant to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. But you, you, um, you didn't go to be a, uh, to school to be a doctor, but you're going to play one on TV, so... <laughs> but I get to... I try and explain this to my grandparents all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to finish up with final two questions here, taking us away from your acting and all that. What do you like to watch on TV? What are your favorite shows now and in the past? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Well, I've just caught up on on Dexter. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> I also really love watching. Um, oh, what is her name? Georgia, the actress who plays um, his sister, who's actually his wife in real life. <laughs> I don't know how she does that. Uh, let me see. IMDb. Where is it? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for series, just just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a good series, and and I'll be hooked. Yeah. Um, definitely Dexter at the moment. I'm starting to watch Sons of Anarchy because uh, I've gotten so many uh, recommendations about it mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Sorry, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, what about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? Oh my goodness! Movies are slightly harder because there's so many of them. Um, yeah, series are a lot easier. <laughs> like The Wire, Lie to Me. Anyway, um, let's think. Movies. Okay. Um, I'm a sucker for a musical. I I I'll watch The Sound of Music or Annie or Mary Poppins a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I still know all the words to Mary Poppins. Good um, I like sort of odd, irreverent movies. Anything with Jeff Bridges. Yes. In it, yeah. or um, Julianne Moore, who's uh, one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. actresses. Um, I got to work with her. I got to do a scene with her on a movie I did earlier this year called oh, really? Seven Sons. Yeah, so excited about it. Yeah. yeah, we hope it makes it to the movie. But yeah. I got to do the scene. <laughs> <laughs> has, has there ever been any other actors or actresses that you you worked with and you were just in awe of working with them? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, top that list with, with Mary McDonald and Eva James Almost, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. uh, and Julianne Moore. Um, uh, what was her name? Body of Proof. Um, Delaney. Uh, Dana Delaney? Dana Delaney yeah. is amazing mm-hmm. on set. Um, you know, sometimes you watch actors and you know they're regular people they're talking to you or they're talking to the ADs or whatever cameraman what needs to be done but as soon as action is called it's like a light they just turn up the volume mm-hmm. on on this light in them and you can see it and it's really mesmerizing that happened to me with Famke uh, Jensen the other day we had a scene together and I'm walking I'm talking to her in the scene and it was my line and I was like oh right I say something <laughs> It's, oh, it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> wow, that that must be something. Just, I mean, you're so you're so in in into what they're doing and what they're saying that you forget what you know what you're doing. They suspend your disbelief, even yeah. though you are completely aware of you know the make believe nature of the right. situation. Yeah. They just, and that's what it is. You know, that's that's the power of of the craft. Yeah. In a way, not to sound too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I understand what you're saying, yeah. 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 Well, Candace, I appreciate you doing this, and uh, i got to tell you, Hemlock Grove, people have got to watch that, because that sounds like a, a really good show. Absolutely, and you know, it's there, it's on Netflix, you pay your monthly subscription, and you get 13 hours of quality programming. I mean, how can you beat that? Right. Do you have any other projects going on that, that, uh, that might be coming our way that you can talk about? 
Oh, um, no, you know, right now it's, uh, it's Hemlock all the way. I just, I did shoot, um, an episode of Alphas, uh, for the sci-fi mm-hmm. fans yeah. out there, but it's aired already. Um, I'm hoping to go back to Alphas for, for next season, if there is one. I had a great time on that show. Yeah. Um, of course, the movie Seventh Son, um, again, with Julianne Moore and Jeff Bridges, and that should be fun. Um. We'll see if anybody recognizes me because I'm in I'm in quite a fabulous outfit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, Candace. Thank you very much for taking the time. Um, only my pleasure. Have a great evening. Candace McClure loved her in Battlestar Galactica and can't wait to see her as the Doctor on Hemlock Grove on Netflix. And be sure to check that out if you get a chance because uh, you can get all 13 episodes all at once. So uh, that's, uh, you know, you don't have to wait every week to find a, uh, a different episode of a TV show. You get a chance to download them all at once, watch them by the week or however you want. It's on Netflix, so be sure to check that one out. A little, little uh, horror thriller for you, psychological and all that. Uh, be sure to check it out. Hemlock Grove. And uh, let's see, that's about a wrap for this week on On Screen and Beyond. I want to remind you that next week we will be having our yearly, our annual look at the summer blockbusters that will be coming your way. So that's kind of exciting to find out what's coming your way as far as uh, new movies in the big summer blockbuster season. And uh, we'll also have another fascinating guest coming your way, so I hope you're going to join us for that. If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, leave us a review. If uh, You can go to iTunes, too, and you can subscribe and just you know click the subscribe button, and each week it will be downloaded to you automatically. And uh, also, uh, with the iTunes download, you also get to see pictures uh, of uh, the things we're talking about, okay, the, you know, the, the different shows and the people and all that stuff. So that's kind of a little extra thing but of course you can go to onscreenandbeyond.com and you can get our show right there too so uh, tell a friend I'm sure they'll find somebody that they like to listen to to find out a little bit about their past and their future and everything that's going on and just go to onscreenandbeyond.com look at our rerun section it's got every single episode of On Screen and Beyond we still got them all up there so you can check them out and that's it That's a wrap for this week here at On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zumrak. Take care.